0: Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Jamie, and this week we've got me, Nick yodel and jordan ribbit this week we're going to be taking a look at true sadness by the avet brothers released in 2016 and it was picked by nick nick why did you choose this album this week
1: uh, i just like to say that I, i'm trying to tailor my my intro sound effect to the album every week now yeah. okay that's a, the little yodel was from divorce separation blues that's what you know
2: I, I kind of picked up on that a little bit. Yeah, I
1: I, I yeah. killed the last I killed the last part of the yodel when I tried to hit the, my, Oh, my I thought you. Just... I
2: oh I don't think it came through on Discord.
0: I thought you just prematurely stopped it as a bit.
2: Oh, you're no you're no Mason Ramsey, but we'll let you. That was we'll the you, that was <laughs> the yodeling kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The Walmart kid, kid made it
0: to that kid made it to fucking Coachella, Coachella. By yodeling in a Walmart.
2: Yeah, man. he's kind of popular now too. People people have checked out his Amazing. new music. I'm pretty sure,
1: but. The the first song he released after that, it was actually it wasn't that bad.
2: I didn't listen to it. it was I mean, called it's famous country, so people are used to be letting being let down. <laughs> There's low it. standards. Oh, <laughs> so he, he
0: he dropped that song, and then Kanye covered it on Pablo. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Wait, what? Oh yeah, yeah. That that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. God. He just it was like a re reinterpretation. Like he just like mm-hmm. sampled it and remixed the whole thing. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It. yeah. Makes
0: sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So why did you choose this album? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know.
1: I kind of just rediscovered it uh, probably about a month ago. Whenever I watched the Avett Brothers documentary on HBO called May It Last, and that was that was filmed through um, through the making of this album, and because of that, because uh, also because I think this was this was really the first album that made me check them out more. Mm-hmm. Maybe in high school. It came out in 2016. Yeah, junior. So that was that was around junior year of high school for us, like junior to senior. Depending on year. when it started.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I forget the exact. I think it was June.
0: It I I think they like to release stuff in June.
2: Okay. So well, that I would think, be. I think it
0: was a June release. So between the two,
2: right? Okay. Yeah. Betwixt.
1: Betwixt the the, the spring and fall.
0: Mm-hmm. But um... betwixt the equinox. <laughs>
1: What a. Oh. What oh. a. It, it sounds almost prophetic. Betwixt the Pathetic. Equinox, the Avid brothers have released their ninth studio album, True
2: On Sadness. the fifth
0: fortnight betwixt the autumnal Equinox. Did you just <laughs>
2: say fortnight? Oh. In you
0: the can't say fortnight
2: like, yeah. now.
0: We're coming um. for you, Epic.
1: <laughs>
2: <As laughs> they
1: like Epic partner. Um. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, I I thought it would be the like the best Avett Brothers album for me to talk about because it was the one I was probably the most familiar with. Either mm-hmm. that, I, I'm pretty familiar with "I'm in Love" and "You" and "Emotionalism." Oh, but uh, yeah, I I knew a lot of stuff from this album, and the the highlights are like incredibly high, and mm-hmm. the the ones I don't like as much are. They're pretty low. Yeah, honestly. Like, I, I don't want to just shit on the Avid Brothers, but,
0: like, off off top on the pod, but... As as a pretty big <laughs> fan of theirs, I'll, uh... I, I'm comfortable saying that there are a couple songs in here that are skips. hmm
1: But they... Uh, I saw, uh, it was on Wikipedia, I read that um, Seth Avid was quoted saying that this album was like a patchwork quilt where they they wove a lot of very different things together to see how it would turn out and that 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 is very evident in Mm -hmm. the whole
0: track listing and stuff for sure yeah i mean it it definitely flows like new experimental avit somewhere between the two and then like old avit it kind of you can like definitely knowing their back catalog you can really see like the the different um I guess the the patchworkness,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, sprinkles of their old stuff, but mm-hmm. like definitely all kinds of new instrumentation, yeah. like on For the better the albums and worse. <laughs> on the albums right before this, it was the Carpenter and Magpie and the Dandelion. Mm-hmm. They, I, I guess you're, I think you're more familiar with their overall discography than I yeah. am, Jamie. But they they definitely went a little more electric on those albums than they had before, right?
0: The Carpenter, I can't even think of a time when there really is, but, but Magpie and the Dandelion is the first time I remember listening to it and being like, okay, that's like a straight up electric guitar solo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. On, um, and I can't remember which song it was I heard on it, but I, like, I was like, oh wow, that's okay. But I like it, I, spoiler alert, I like it more on that album, for the most part, than the experimentation slash evolution on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause there it was like, they went from, you know, the, like the emotionalism, uh, country was all of, all of that. I and loving you. You know, all of that part was very like, I think if you think, um, oh, the Ava brothers that band from the mountains of North Carolina, that's the sound you expect. And then, uh, the Carpenter's a little, a little different, which I like. Uh, and then there's Four Thieves Gone, which for me is like the the my least familiar of their work. Yeah, uh, got a couple great songs on it, but apart from those songs, I don't know any of the rest of the album. Um,
1: That's the one that has uh, Talks
0: on Indolence, Talks on, on Indolence, right? and Flower of Manhattan. I yeah. love, and both of those songs are great. I really love Flower of Manhattan. That's one of my favorite Avery Brothers songs, but it's not. I don't feel like it's that popular. Kind of like uh, flowers in your hair by the Lumineers, love that one. As awesome, a reminder good. by Mumford and Sons, well, not very talked about by either of those bands,
2: but I love them. Um, Jordan said,
1: "Oh yeah, those are those are yeah, all awesome. oh
2: yeah, the Loom, the Lumineers, oh yeah, the the Luminaries." Yeah, they're, I'm just kidding. They're they have good. they have one really popular song, right? They have a lot. Yeah. Um, or what's the one that I know?
0: Probably Cleopatra, depending on or Ho Hey is honestly that was like uh, I was gonna say awesome Ho Hey or, or Stubborn Love Ho Hey. Or what? Stubborn Love. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. That whole album, hit yeah, after that whole... hit, mm-hmm. their first album, uh, and their second album, Cleopatra was awesome, but that's a different band. Oh, um, yeah,
2: yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I... But yeah, Magpie and the Dandelion, there was one song in particular that, like, I was just listening to the album, and I started off, and I was like, whoa, what the <laughs> f- What the hell? Because I, I found their stuff, like freshman or sophomore year of high school, so like that stuff had already been out and I was just kind of started at the beginning and then was going through their extensive discography. Uh actually Pretty Girl from Chile is probably the first electric guitar I heard. On um I'm sure that's emotionalism. That song's great. I love that. It's like a weird flamenco style on an electric overdriven guitar. That's great. Um But as far as like an album's worth of electric guitar, Magpie and the Dandelion was for sure where uh, Scott was just like fuck it, I got my Dale Earnhardt Senior theme guitar. I'm gonna whip it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's it is an incredible guitar. I I uh he had it at Bonnaroo and I was like yo, and yeah and if you Google image it, it is it's insane I love it oh you said they
1: they played before Childish Gambino
2: right
0: yeah yeah I saw them I've seen them live I saw them at Bonnaroo it was their set was it like 6 and Gambino was it like 7.15 or 7.30 gotcha two both of those concerts were like probably Gambino I think was my favorite one we saw out of like 21 or 22 uh and then yeah Avid Brothers were easily in the top three or top five Mm -hmm. uh yeah, that concert was great. They ended with no hard feelings, I oh. think. Oh heck yeah. Which was an interesting dynamic. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: to go because from that I think into whatever. like second <laughs> second to last they did like talks on indolence and then they ended with no hard feelings.
1: Oh yeah. That is and interesting. And
0: we we had we had like kind of just made like pals with the two like the group of guys in front of us. Because it was me and David and then Vic. We found her in the crowd. She was watching I think Brandy Carlile. I don't remember. Somewhere else. And we found her through the crowd. And then so we were kind of like in the pocket. And those guys were also staying for Gambino. So in the span of like two and a half hours, we like were borderline crying because they did like Ballad of Love and Hate and No Hard Feelings and stuff like that. The Avon Brothers, and then, like, cut to an hour and a half later, and we were just fucking going crazy listening to, like, sweatpants and freaks and geeks and shit like that. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's the beauty of... Fast- Man, I swear, that shit was, like, magic. It was, like,
2: crap.
1: So if, 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 if Gambino played Flight of the Navigator live, I might just, like, pass out from being, <laughs> like, sad. He did do This Is America. Okay. I bet that, and, like... I don't I don't anticipate him like I could see him throwing in one or two or, or like a couple sad songs but I could see him mm-hmm. throwing just like an overall It was great, great experience
0: man. it felt like he did a lot of awaken my love so it was like a very yeah. like chill but energetic and I thought that all of those vocals were like someone else or pitch shifted on like redbone but that's him
2: yeah yeah
0: he I thought it was had to have been like studio modulated. It was the it was the most insane jumps in range I've ever seen someone just do like between lines. Like right. not even a big build up, just immediate.
2: I mean, wasn't stuff on redbone like mixed like at least a little bit? I thought
0: so, but doing it live it was just him it was just him doing that with his
2: voice oh i thought you meant okay okay okay. it was crazy Th- and uh, it still sounded a lot like redbone
0: yeah it sounded like this studio uh, okay 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 i mean w- with like the variation that live gives but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it was, it's uh,
1: crazy to me like how funny he was as a comedian and then he like took a break from community from being on his uh, on the show that he was on community and yeah. he was like yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna keep doing this rap thing. And then he made Because the Internet, which is like just a fantastic rap concept album that Crazy. he crafted all kinds of like real world things for in his live he, shows. Artistically,
0: like that things. man is a genius.
1: Yeah. And then like and then he came out with Awaken My Love, which has grown on me a lot mm-hmm. as like an overall album. And it's just and then Atlanta is like a fantastic show. Oh yeah. Right.
0: Like everything he touches is like just so good. And so smart. It's it's yeah. so well thought out and crafted. It's such a good product. Every Dude, time.
2: The funniest joke he's still ever made is like, you never hear anybody talking about a crazy ex-boyfriend. And it's like, because if you got a crazy ex-boyfriend, you gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, he's so fucking like It's like, funny. yeah, Trisha, Trisha, Trisha scraped my car or something. It's like, oh yeah, Joe, you know, he... Killed my dog. He's like, oh! <laughs> oh no! <he> did that? <laughs>
0: yeah, man, I, I love his shit. Um, I guess back to this album. Jordan, how familiar were you with, I guess, both the Aver Brothers and this album?
2: One of, like, three concerts I've ever been to in my life, the Aver Brothers have been one of them. Was it, the, uh, was it one of their New Year's ones at the Coliseum? Which no, was it was at Appalachian. Year?
0: Oh! Okay. Around
2: October-ish, maybe?
0: Cool. Okay, because I know was it was it like for this album, like as a tour for this album?
2: I have no idea. I could not tell you. I was what's, more what's getting them for my significant that? other at the time. What? Like what year was this?
0: I, I mean, it had to have been at some point in high school, right?
2: If you were yeah, me. no. As long as I was dating Claire, so uh, twenty seventeen was the year we graduated high school. So I th- right. so think I mean, it, it was twenty sixteen. Okay, it was probably this. If, yeah, if you saw, in I the remember. Fall,
0: then it was this.
2: I remember you saying you
1: were familiar with "Ain't No Man," and like yeah. singing that at the concert and stuff. Ain't no but, man. Yeah. Can't
0: can say be. Ain't no so, man. So I figured yeah.
1: they were touring this album, or they yeah. were about to release it if they were singing yeah. it at a concert.
2: That that makes sense. And then also, I forget which Avid Brothers song, but they like rap really fast in it or something. Talk to like, Wait, what is it? Well, is is it?
0: It's it's, it's, it's called. It starts like that and then it like turns into a real song after that.
2: Maybe. Wait, just just, just tell me the name. I probably know it, it. Talks on Indolence.
0: Oh, God. That might be it's like, it. Well, I've been know. locking myself up in my house for some time now, reading and writing and reading and writing and reading and thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, Is yeah. Is it like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I
2: think so. I think so. Yeah. Great song. Kind of sounds like End of the World a little bit. Like it, 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 it gives me that vibe. Okay. <laughs> Leonard Burns. That, you know, like that kind of. anyways, what what is it, you know, it's the end of the world as we know it. And then at one point, like the song cuts and it goes Leonard Bernstein. It's like the only time where like the music cuts and it goes Leonard Bernstein. I don't even know who that is. Honestly, he's a he's a composer. Oh, yes, he did something controversial. Anyways, but yeah, um, what, what is the
0: line about Leonard Bernstein or Bernstein? I think he just says his name. It's just one of the people he just throws in a name.
2: Yeah, interesting. We can we can look at it after too, but um, I basically That's Billy Joel. Billy Joel, Billy Joel. No, um, but <laughs> um, awesome. so I've been to a concert. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, she would just play in the car sometimes. Yeah, whenever she would drive, obviously. Um, no, <laughs> no, probably yeah, but um, so. I, so I've been to a concert, but I don't know how much I would say I like know about them right. that much. So I, I didn't really listen to them when I, uh, if I had like free time, I didn't listen to them. So yeah, gotcha.
0: So then, what did you think after uh, this week of taking a look deeper into
2: this album? How did you was, feel about it? It was it was decent. It was a little. Um, a little slow at times again mm-hmm. i kind of got into that like uh, i'm trying to explain or i'm trying to think of the words like what's that like what what's their genre of music would you say like
0: folk typically this yeah. Um, yeah, i'd say like definitely country, more folk like folk almost folk rock. okay okay
2: yeah yeah there was there's there's a lot there's a couple more uh, like country or folky mm-hmm. songs on here like Honestly, uh, the song you guys are talking about, uh, No Hard Feelings, I didn't, like, love that one, even though I know it's, like, one of the best. Maybe maybe that's, again, maybe that's just because of the lyrics. Maybe the lyrics, you know, push it up to be a little bit, you know, better than what I'm thinking it is right now. But, um, yeah. The lyrics will get you fucking
0: very introspective and kind of, like, not like you're gonna cry type of Mm -hmm. sad. But just like, uh, yeah, makes you feel things.
2: I got you. I got you. You're just talking about the overall album, right, or certain parts of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't talking about everything. Yeah. Um, I was talking about no hard feelings in particular. Like, like I actually did really like uh, "Divorce Separation Blues" a lot too. It was kind of, yeah. hey, oh, it was kind yeah. of a catchy song. And uh, like, towards the, the, the end, outro? I'm like, oh. a yodel? What the fuck? I was like, yodel-ay.
0: a yodel? That- a yodel? That really yodeling. turned
1: me off the, the first time I heard it. I was no, like, is he so yodeling? Well. Hell what? yeah. My man is
0: yodeling. I
3: got the divorce, separation, blues.
1: yodeling, But this was back like... Uh, um yeah. I, this was back when I, I still like didn't have a super broad music taste, but still liked more acoustic and folk stuff. Yeah. But I heard that and I was like, this is just This is absurd. Like what has happened? <laughs> I've never heard this in, in a conventional song. And yeah then I, that was that was in, in probably high school, and then mm-hmm. uh, I re-listened okay, okay. to this album over the summer on one of my many hour-long commutes to my internship. Uh... And uh and and that song came on again. And Should I have been like, oh, us. This is... <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the one where he where he yodels. And then I I heard him <laughs> get to it, and I just had a whole different opinion of it. I was just in it. I was. I was oh, I'm it. glad.
0: That shit is so funny. That song. Oh my god. And uh, when he well, I when he,
1: when he talks about it in the documentary, he he talks about how the lyrics are um, are like really reflective of him and like the 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 initial feelings he had or initial and like so somewhat prolonged feelings he had going through his divorce Seth Avit but mm-hmm. um I can't remember was his like a really messy divorce or was it I don't think it was that messy I I think in the song he yeah. says something about um some people just want the dirt they don't even care if it's true I yeah and he says I forget the line right after that, but then he says, like, I only care about my myself and you.
0: Like it's it But sounds then again, like- who who care who's talking? I'm worried about myself and you
3: really wanna hit the town. But try to keep our friends at bay. We try to keep the gossip down. Well, some folks just want the dirt. And don't even care if it's true. But then again, who cares who's talking? I'm worried for myself and you.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Like he's he, he still like cares about her as a person, that sounds like. It just sounds like their their marriage right. didn't work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is Do you have a wife? Which Never. is harder in some ways. He
0: did, yeah. He actually that that's like
2: about he like he oh. went through a divorce. He actually had divorce separation blues. Yeah. And
1: and that's where like like that that song, the lyrics come from. And I I just think it's interesting that the the instrumentation they chose to go with manifested itself in in that way in and not like a a totally completely sad song. But Mm -hmm. it's all it's 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 not comedic, but it's borderline comedic in the sensibility of the, the yodeling and like the like the the bounciness of the song, the the instrumentation. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't really...
0: feel. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel. It doesn't feel super sad or morose. Yeah, It yeah. feels more just like got the blues again. Like it's which kind of wh- like a, a lighthearted.
2: Yeah, which is why I actually like that song a lot too. Mm-hmm. Is because I like the was it, is it like banjo picking at the beginning or? I think so. Okay. I know the beginning. The I just like how like. Do, 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 it, do, do, do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like a little more upbeat and. Uh,
3: i'm gonna keep on living even though i sometimes do
2: is it's more a beat and it has like a really really catchy chorus so like mm-hmm.
3: yeah
1: that's something I, that I think wrong they're wrong.
2: everything is just it's just
1: that that's something i Sorry, think they're really good, good at is is like catchy choruses, even, even though they don't have, I, I was going to say, even though they don't have super anthemic songs, but, but like True Sadness, I feel like its chorus is really anthemic, especially towards the end of the song when they say like, true, true, and then they bust out into sadness and then like the fiddle comes in and it's, like, doo, 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 doo. it's I don't Bro, know. You get to this more, of it's all very more of the
0: stuff off The Carpenter then. I've listened to the Carpenter before. Yeah, it's good. February seven. Oh,
3: great. I, we know all this <laughs> I used uh, to
0: confuse yeah, that,
1: and I used to confuse that in January wedding a lot, but I don't know Cause, why.
0: Because it has the, the purely based on the months in the name, because they don't sound anything alike, <laughs> <laughs> or are about the same thing. That was like when I was much more outside right, of right, the Aver right. Brothers world. Uh, man, what a what a song to start off with. Cause "Ain't No Man" was also the lead single. There ain't no. Right? Yeah, I was about to say... It, it got everywhere. I, was I really that like shit. That I heard that, heard that shit on, like, Simon.
2: It was... Um, seven Simon. At the, at the end no, of the documentary...
0: <laughs> and oh, man, can't at, save me. <laughs> at the end
1: of the documentary, I think it says it was their first number one song, like, ever. And yeah,
0: I, that was... They 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 were like popular beforehand but not like radio popular like they had a cult following like people who would go to you know uh fuck what's the what's the merle, people who would see them at merle fest every year and would go to like every new year's show but that was the one where it was like everywhere they really like it just blew the fuck up
3: mm-hmm.
0: which i was happy i was like okay okay Cause I I discovered them in like twenty fourteen or fifteen right before, this one saw like the catapult of success. So I, so I was like, good for y'all.
2: Good for y- good for y'all. Uh, and now I always really to gatekeep, it. or I, I guess you do get to <laughs> gatekeep now. It's a
0: really uh, I don't I'm I, I just day. find it so funny because it's one of those songs that really blows up that has religious undertones and you don't realize it until you really look at the
2: words. Yeah, like, I, mean, I didn't I, I this is my favorite this is my favorite song, the one I've heard the most, so I don't think I even knew that. Yeah,
0: it's like a whole uh a whole lot of reason to be mad, let's not pick one. Uh but but it's talking about like you don't have to buy into the club to oh, oh what is it you don't have to you don't buy into in to get into the club into the club. Trade your worries. Just trade your worries.
3: If you're looking for truth and proof You'll find it there You got to serve something Ain't that right I know it gets dark But there's always a lie. You don't have to buy in To get into the club Trade your worries You gotta show up Like you know,
0: trade your worries For the redemption of God And stuff like that And so it's like Ain't no man can't save him Or enslave him Because God's on his side So it's like all kinds of stuff like that. Oh,
2: Leo's barking at something. What are you barking at? It's actually not coming through Discord, crazy enough. That's fine. I can guarantee it's coming through. my brain. No, I know, I know. I was just uh, telling you we get to hear it.
0: But yeah, and so it's it's one of those ones where it just really blows up, and then if you just you have to you have to really like think about what the words are saying, and you're like, oh, it's like a like a religious thing. Okay, it's still good. <laughs> I mean, it's really good, but like no, nothing about it sounds musically or delivery wise anything like that typically has religious roots which is a lot of their music actually there's a lot yeah. of uh like in the curve off of emotionalism that song cool. at the end of it talks about how he's like survived a car wreck while he was drunk because jesus was on his side Mm. uh it's a that's a great song very funny lines in that one too um
1: so many songs on this album have religious undertones and blatant references to religion, mm-hmm. like, like uh, "Ain't No Man Has a Has Religious Undertones." I guess they they don't explicitly talk about um, religion, but then um, "True Sadness," like the mm-hmm. whole last verse is uh, "Just Know That." Uh, not the whole last verse, but I think the last line of the last verse is "Just Know the Kingdom of God is within you, even though the right. battle's bound to continue." <laughs>
3: Inside me, I step out my front door and I feel it surround me. Just know the kingdom of God is within you, even though the battle is bound to continue.
0: Is that the one? Is that like the verse that says something about Angela? No, the that's the bridge. That's the bridge the bridge in the verse. Yeah. Yeah.
3: As soon as her beauty was seen By young men who tried to reduce her down To a scene on an X-rated screen Is she not more than the curve of her hips? Is she not more than the shine on her lips? Does she not dream to see being torn apart does she not have a
1: heart the bridge is what really like hooked me in to keep listening to that song it was the first Mm -hmm. thing i loved about it and then that was that was the song i listened to the most of this album before i listened to the album
0: all the
2: way through yeah wait which song true sadness did you say Uh uh-huh
0: that's funny, because for me, like, I know that that's, like, the titular track, but I don't, like, I mean, I don't love it. Like, it's good. Like, I definitely don't want to skip it or anything when I do it, but, like... Yeah, of course The not. bridge is the only part in my mind that really, like, sticks out. Other mm-hmm. than that, I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's good. It's it, enjoyable. Yeah, it was something
1: about the contrast of the just super exciting and, like almost joyous instrumentation of the song it just feels so happy and then the song is called true sadness and it's talking about like like uh the verses are kind of about self-improvement and recognize recognizing the good in other people and then the chorus is like my
3: dreams. and I hate to say it but the way.
1: take the time to peel a few layers and you'll find true sadness like it's it's talking about how everyone's been through stuff and i don't know the the song's just always struck struck a little chord with me
0: it's a very yeah i mean it's a very um relatable like universally relatable like no matter who you are you've been through some sort of like hardship yeah So it's like, I mean, that, you know, like that line is is really and that's kind of like the reason that religion is so mass appealing is because like like you were saying, you know, the lines with just know the kingdom of God is within you, even though the battle is bound to continue the battle part. That's like something that literally everyone in some way can relate to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in varying degrees. But it's like and, and that's something their lyrics always do. Their lyrics are always
2: very like applicable. Yeah. In one way or another. Um. Just personally, I don't think you should ever, like... And you... I, I don't know. Like, I've been thinking about it a lot. Not, like, lately, but, like, just over the years. And, like, you never want to, like, run to something because you're looking for an outlet of, like, bad opinions. Like, like if you have, like, a bad opinion... Or n- not even, like, bad opinion, because I don't want to, like... So- something that, like, debatable. But you don't want it to just surround yourself with people that are like think the same way you do you know it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that's what i kind of think of religion sometimes like i don't think it's the worst thing in the world but it can be the worst worst thing in the world if you just get like this one mentality like it exists on such a plane not even like christianity but just religion in general like all across the world it's probably not going anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon oh yeah but i think there's ways to like because I've seen, like, videos, weirdly enough, where it's it's actually, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Keep It 100. I think Cut does it or Jubilee or something. Like, one of those, like, channels that, like, do a lot of, like, social experiments or whatever. And they ask, like, the same people, do they believe in God? And it's, like, crazy to see the response from, like, people who I wouldn't think do and then people that I would think do. And, like, mm-hmm. some of them explain it. But, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to give my input on that.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I, like uh, you were talking about the, about religion in general, I think it's good to a point when you don't kind of just hive mind yourself into it, when you mm. when you still have a bit of your own, um, so, something I, like I grew up in church and, and I always heard, what is it, a doubt, a doubt is like, doubt can be a good thing. When you mm-hmm. when you like prove it wrong and, and stuff, but I, yeah. I I think like having a healthy dose of if if you're a rel- religious person, I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak for other people. I'm done. I'm done
0: with the point. The point's over. <laughs> I, I mean, not, well, well, I get it. Like I don't, I don't and I don't I, think it, I don't, it's necessarily religion. You know, anything. Yeah, asking questions will either show you that you should go down with a different ideation or it can reaffir- reaffirm and support whatever, you know, any opinion you hold, you should kind of always be like, is like, is this a valid thing based on, you know, like morality, logic, whatever. Yep. Whatever your reasoning is, you should always question to a healthy amount. I mean, a, a, a little bit of skepticism for almost anything is, is a healthy thing, right? Because yeah. then it's like just that, even if it's as simple as just like, double checking and then it's just like re reaffirming and so because i had i had my pastor growing up one of the many reasons why i'm glad i was raised in the religious outlet that i was is because he constantly like constantly encouraged any questions he was like like if you like like what you were saying if you have doubt then it's just gonna and and you prove that wrong then that's a more solid foundation you should never blindly believe anything yeah regardless of who it comes from always ask like why i mean the the only question you need to know in life is why sturgill Simpson, him keep it between the lines that's yes, like, that's fucking facts dude nick's like, cooming right now you should always you should always be no matter what it is be like you know ask why yeah because there's no harm in it there's only benefit there yeah. is no downside
1: This is why. This is why. This is like the main reason that I liked philosophy so much, and Mm -hmm. also why I'm why I'm always surprised that you hated philosophy as much as you did. I
0: didn't like the academic delivery of philosophy because Uh, we were asking questions that I thought were stupid
2: Uh (laughs) and easily answerable. And easily answerable. But I feel like the easiest questions sometimes are the hardest.
0: Whoa. It's easy. But it's <laughs> hard for no reason. It's hard because there's no answer. So stop asking it. Like yeah. I don't care. You ask. If, oh I don't care if I'm the so same boat about that this. I was before you replaced <laughs> all the planks. That doesn't matter. I'm here now. The Who cares about of persistence Th- of self in that manner? Stop but asking But sometimes the damn just question. thinking
2: about things but there, but, that don't have an answer. But there are, are fun. better questions to ask.
0: I did
1: like that other was my sil- thing. sections of philosophy more than like, the ship of Theseus identity yes. stuff. Like, like Okay, like, well, I mean, the morality maybe the ship stuff, is a little. That there
0: cool. were sides of it that I like. Because, I mean, like I said, you know, that's. I, I like asking why is a good thing. I just didn't like the academic delivery in which it was handed to me. I, I, got I some I like like casual philosophy. I think that discussions right. of of but people's like I found reasonings. yeah I found the questions we were asking in Intro to Philosophy to be not the questions that had any um, reason yeah or 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 purpose. I totally like it get. was just it felt like like asking for the sake of asking not asking for progression on a personal or academic level mm-hmm. it seemed like cool. just a waste of time okay um but back to this album <laughs> uh yes i like the harmonica a lot in mama i don't believe Yeah. And I also I really like the guitar solo. It comes out of fucking nowhere for <laughs> me personally cuz I don't uh-huh. notice I don't I don't hear anything leading up to it. It's just suddenly guitar solo and then it's gone. which i like uh i love a good harmonica man i mean i just feel like it's the dude me too dude when the levee breaks that song would not be that song without the harmonica crazy harmonica when what is that song from again it's by it's 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 originally a blues tune but it was popularized by zeppelin led zeppelin i the thought they good. just made
1: it i didn't know they covered it no
0: it's like most of their sure songs it was me. originally just a blues tune that they were like oh yeah Yo, mind if we hop on this? And then since it was like the 60s and 70s, they were like, you're white and it's rock? Okay. But <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, it's uh, that's a whole other thing. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll do a Zeppelin album because there's a lot. I mean, it's four absolute fucking units. I almost of, picked like, a Zeppelin musicians album for this round. Well, oh, really? Maybe... Maybe it's sooner than we thought. I was gonna say I think uh, it's
1: a, I think it's a race between you or me picking a Zeppelin album. We'll see. No, Jordan
0: yeah. Jordan's in there.
2: Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> Jordan, what's what'll your be favorite Zeppelin song?
0: What'll be interesting is AC I C I I don't know. My favorite Led Zeppelin know. song is A C D C. Is another thing. Uh, but what'll be interesting is the race one to who's gonna pick one first, and two I have a hunch, I don't want to say it, but I have a hunch that we might be racing with different albums. I don't think we'd pick the same album. I don't think we would. Um, but back to this album, uh, that that covering the first two energetic songs of the album, uh, No Hard Feelings is, a, is so beautiful. And every time I listen to it, no matter the mood I'm in, it always fucking right down to the core. Let me know why. Cuts me right to the inside. So, I mean, just uh, like, uh, specifically the last half of verse three.
3: Will I join with the ocean blue or run into a savior true and shake hands laughing and walk through the night. Straight to the light, holding the love I've known in my life, and no hard feelings.
0: Because I was thinking, I was like, I can't just say, I can't just cut in the whole song. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a beautiful song about what I view to be a very excellent. Uh, modus operandi to to run under in life. Modus operandi. Mode of operation. Um, oh. If you ever hear uh mo, that's what it stands for. Oh. Uh, like that's my mo. Modus. Uh, it's probably like a military thing that's been. A, but anyways, but I love it so much because it's a song about like just living with no like grudges and anger towards your fellow man in the general sense like fellow uh-huh. person like just kind of when you when you die so the song is about like mortality but also it's a it, it, the thesis of it is like live without like anger and it'll you know it'll be a, a better life yeah it, it's yeah. about like mortality
1: and forgiveness pretty much
0: but it dude it is oh it, it I, I saw in an interview, and I think it might be an interview taken from May at Last, but it, it, it's talking about what I thought, which is like, you have to live so much life to write a song like this. Yeah, it's, that's like, this directly is a, taken yeah. from
1: May at Last.
0: Yeah, I saw, uh, I think the way that he, Scott, concretely described it, uh, but he, he said it as a mining of the soul. But some, yeah, that's something that I've always thought about. This is like, this is a not only matured point of view, but also, mm-hmm. like, you just have to have gone through a lot of shit to feel this enough to write a big song about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, And it's just beautiful. I mean, just, just the writing about it. Stuff like, in the first verse, like, um, when my body won't hold me anymore and it finally lets me free, stuff, stuff, stuff. Uh, Will my hands be steady when I lay down my fears, my hopes and doubts, the rings on my finger and the keys to my house with no hard feelings. And that's how it goes on. And the chorus is great. But uh, really, the, the last part of verse 3 with asking the questions, uh, first he talks about, like, where will I go when I die? And then, uh, will I join the ocean blue or run into a savior true and shake hands laughing? And, and the part where it goes, and walk through the night straight to the light, holding the love I've known in my life with no hard feelings. That shit gets me every single time. Based on like the lyrics of it, the feeling of it, you know, I believe more and feel more and resonate more with like love rather than religion. So Mm. that ties into it. But it it just that whole thing always gets me. And then I love the outro; it's so good. I love that final section, like, the whole outro, just every time. And then it it ends with, like, I have no enemies, I'll have no enemies, I have no enemies. The repetition of I have no enemies,
1: that that always gets me. (sighs) Fuck, dude. In the the second verse when he says, when the jealousy fades away and it's ash and dust for cash and lust, and it's just hallelujah. Like, it's the the cash and lust, like, the, the worldly things, they just don't matter anymore, and it's just, it's everything's gone it's just the afterlife like what you he says it's just hallelujah and and like like implying that it's just heaven or something in the afterlife but even if you're not religious it like everything that you worried about in the world is gone it's just it's just what's after like you and like why when you're not holding on to those things why would you hold on to hatred or anger for other people like this this song epitomizes like so many things that I love in every kind of music or art, like anything that centers itself around forgiveness or self love. Those are things that I just self love isn't really present in this, but it just made me think of uh, hearing this song on this album for for this podcast made me reflect on, on things of, of, of themes that I enjoy from all kinds of albums that we've listened to so far. And we mm-hmm. didn't do, um, we didn't do Sad Hunk by Bahamas. We did Earth Tones. <laughs> but the last song on Sad Hunk by Bahamas, the the, the whole last song is, is almost a little angry in tone until the, the end. Yeah, which isn't a tone you expect from like his, his other music. And then, Right. the the end kind of slows down and then the whole he, he repeats the last line of the song like three or four times and he says i guess the whole thing's about forgiveness and mm. that the, it the, this song reminded me of that about not holding grudges it just it, it's just it just makes so much sense when you hear it put like this like wh- mm-hmm. why why would you stay mad at people when you when it, it it takes away from your happiness and it takes away from theirs if you if you impose any of that any of those negative feelings on them like it's just it's all worthless
0: in the end you know yeah it it doesn't it, it helps no one yeah. there's no positivity that comes from it mm-hmm. yeah uh, it, which is very like I mean that's like a a personal mantra of mine so maybe that's also I say maybe that's definitely another reason why this song resonates and just like yeah. the instrumentation of it and the keying and like the vocal delivery by Seth. I, I love David brothers. I like Seth, his vocal delivery more than Scott typically. Uh-huh. Uh There are a few exceptions to that, but I just, Seth really knows when to draw out syllables and cut syllables short and like vocal runs and stuff. I think he he has one of my favorite, like singing voices and vocal deliveries mm-hmm. and styles of singing. I just, I always love listening to to anything that, that he sings. Uh, also, a quick plug for this song for another band that I love. They covered it. Manchester Orchestra has a cover of the song. Yeah, I, I listened like. to it. Not as good. No, I don't like it as much.
3: The whole city uh, of
1: Manchester
0: like has an orchestra. Mm hmm. <laughs> And
1: they're actually a rock band, they're not actually an orchestra. The f- uh,
0: that's the funniest. And they're from Georgia. <laughs> not Manchester, England. Interesting.
2: Orcas uh, Georgia. orchestra George. Oh. Orchis Georgia. Georgia. Orcas Georgia. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> It's it's interesting following up this song with Smithsonian, though. But yeah. I, I like Smithsonian. I, I didn't realize that it's kind of a polarizing song.
1: I didn't either, actually.
0: There's some people who like don't like it. Like really don't like
2: it. Which I mean I don't- there's no eight oh eights in it, so I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I feel like for people who enjoy most of the other Ever- most of the Ever Brothers other music, they would enjoy Smithsonian.
0: That's what I thought. I mean I that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. It's always been one of my like top ones on that on it's, the album.
1: It's kind of like foot stomping, hooting, hollering, but yeah, like I I, I really Call enjoy
0: the it. I, I
1: I was playing it in my room, uh, um, in the apartment that I sublet over the summer, and yeah. you got you guys know the guy that I sublet with, Hunter, mm-hmm. and um, he like walked by my door while I was playing it out of my TV, and he like looked, poked his head in my room, and I like looked at him. And we kept eye contact and then he started like moving his head back and forth. Like like <laughs> yeah. grooving to it a little bit and I was like,
0: Hell yeah. I man. mean it's good, it's got a good like like good little yeah, rhythm section yeah. to it and oh. stuff. Uh I I you know, I like the life ain't forever and lunch isn't free <laughs> line. Awesome words to live by. They've got all
1: and kinds then, of little really, one-liners in that
3: song.
0: hmm Also, I really like, specifically, like I was talking about, the vocal delivery, I really like it, the last two lines of the second verse.
3: If you carry me and lay me down Once you get used to me being around
0: those... Might be, I think that's probably like my favorite vocal delivery on the song. And I, every time I hear it, I go, like
1: like that. What's the What's it's the second funny. verse? Do you know the lyrics?
0: Uh, I don't remember the words, <laughs> but I can look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my. It's a. Uh, it, uh, what if you carry me and lay me down? Once you get used to me being around. Oh yeah, and he kind uh, of draws it out at the end. Mm-hmm. Around, around yeah. call this Yeah, I really like that. I
1: love the whole. Uh, The whole bridge, my bedroom's an office, Mm -hmm. my kitchen's a car, my life is a joke and my bathroom's a bar.
3: My bedroom's an office, my kitchen's a car, my life is a joke and my bathroom's a bar. I go there a lot, more than I should, I know I should stop, but if...
1: It's, whole, it, it's uh, I like guess, weird
0: absurdism.
1: Yeah, and I go there a lot more than I should. I know I should stop, but it feels too damn feels good. feels too damn that, good. That, that whole part, I'm like, ooh, but it I, I'm like singing that feels too damn book. good.
3: Oh, it's great. It's
1: great. got uh, I, I Gotta Get Drunk by Willie Nelson. It's got, yeah, it's those got vibes you very to much at those vibes. Yeah, I could
0: definitely yeah.
2: see it. George, I was going to say, newer.
0: wait, what? I Gotta <laughs> Get Drunk off of. Li- Episode one. Yeah, actually. the first album we ever covered. That's still so funny that we started this podcast. That was with, a terrible choice. Will-
1: and <laughs> If I would have rethought that, I would have picked something way easier so to funny. talk about. for all. Of it. so funny. But we were oh, we man. were true to our mission. We said, whatever we want to talk about, we'll talk we about. We did, sure, sure, you sure. said, Willie Nelson. I said, obscure <laughs> Willie Nelson albums. Obscure Willie Nelson.
0: <laughs> and then we... And that, oh man, that was back. Yeah, we were, we still did like track we by track. We did track by track. Every single thing. I Stupid. know, I know. Regardless of if there was anything to talk about it or not. Yep. Uh. I was
2: going to say for this song too, I didn't, like, it was kind of a mid, middle of the road kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like yeah. love it. But um, again, I still, the instrumentation is still kind of hard to listen to just because I don't love it. Like, yeah. yeah, just the genre. But I mean, I, I you know. Right. The, the the lyrics were okay, and uh, I th- do – was wait, was this the one with the harmonica at the beginning or no? No. Or the, before, okay. That no, was that
0: was uh, Mama, I Don't Believe. Yeah.
2: I like like the kind of obscure thing sometimes, like the harmonicas, mm-hmm. like the banjos. The, the banjos are kind of hit or miss, but right, just I like – I love the banjo. <laughs> I want to love the banjos so bad. <laughs> yeah, really? Mm-hmm just the obscure stuff sometimes um just depends honestly but yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I this one this this one is kind of middle of the road for me yeah i uh
0: i'm gonna be honest i really don't like you are mine or satan pulls the strings
1: i i warmed up to you are mine like i could listen to it i never did it, but never satan did. satan pulls the strings is I'll uh, I'll skip to like it's like the third verse or something where uh-huh. they they drop out some of the instrumentation and there's this crazy bass line that I just really enjoy, yeah. and that's really the only part of the song that I like. <laughs>
0: For those two songs, my only notes were, like, misses. For I respect the <laughs> experimentation. Absolute misses for me. I skip them if I'm not, like, listening to this album intentionally. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're, I, those are two skips for me. I do for
1: like for sure. at the end of Satan Pulls the Strings where the, the drums transition into the drums for true sadness. I do like that.
0: that. Okay, yeah, that transition is good. I actually, the first couple times I listened to it, I wasn't, like, looking at the songs. Mm-hmm. And I didn't... And I was like, it was like say, the third one where oh, wait, I caught see, that I feel like, like Jamie's they're talking they're
2: right now, but he just froze. Yep, yeah, he's he's broken. I didn't I was say like, anything. That's, that's a weird spot a to end. He's like, talk <laughs> <look, if> <laughs> like he was gonna like, do it, and then he just stopped. Ooh.
0: I didn't need to. I didn't need a response. It was all. It was just saying stuff that wouldn't even be built on.
2: Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I actually like the experimentation a little bit more than the last it's two oh, yeah. songs in this. Yeah, yeah. well, you kind of. It's a little more rough. was a little more not following regular yeah you, um, you
1: liked um on on Women in Music part 3 by Haim you liked I Know Alone Los and Angeles. All That Ever Mat- uh, All That Ever Mattered you liked Los Angeles too but Los Angeles but like I Know Alone and All That Ever Mattered were two of the more electronic kind of like sample loop songs on the album yeah. and I thought it was interesting yeah. that you that you liked those more
0: Bar you should check out that single they put out that I fucking absolutely hate
1: what
2: uh, High step
0: Haim was it High Steppin' yeah so you're talking know, about the Ava a-
1: Brothers right
2: yeah oh the ava brothers okay okay you shut okay. that one out <laughs> i like high steppin now that i listen to we'll it play again. it we'll play it we'll play it later big anti-high steppin <laughs> uh big anti-high Stepping.
0: i also i i, I forget that that one's called high steppin because i think of highball stepper off yeah. of
2: uh the white stripes that
0: shit no that's just jack white and that album sucks oh, okay i was so disappointed by that what album, what album is that I think it's Lazaretto. Oh, yeah. Is the name. uh, That was...
1: I hate uh, hate that album. I bought that album on iTunes. That was one of the... I'm sorry. I don't know why I did. It was like an impulse thing. Way down
0: in the Lazaretto. That was one of the first albums I ever
1: ever bought bought on iTunes, and I don't know why I I'm sorry.
0: Highball (laughs) Stepper? Not good. That... That... Oh, I really was so disappointed by that album.
1: I liked Lazaretto, and, and I liked. Uh, there's a song called "That Black Bat Licorice, and then like half the songs are like old country songs, which I would like more now. But back then, I'd like. Didn't yeah,
0: maybe know I that. need
2: to
1: revisit
0: it. But I who did when that came out? I was like, "It's a this jack white Let's okay,
1: okay. We we just half of the white stripes. We, we just it's so obscure that no one's gonna thing. know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, right. Take. Jack White, who most people don't even know, is half of the White Stripes, and then his solo work. Uh, and then, yeah, True Sadness. It's good. I didn't really have much written down, so I, like I said, I was impressed that you did. Um, oh, yeah, yeah I, but <laughs> I, I think I mentioned my notes on it
1: earlier. Like, uh, yeah, the way the way the last chorus kind of explodes and the final instrumentation of the album, mm-hmm. uh, not the, uh, the final instrumentation of the song. Um, I really like the bridge, like you were talking about. Um, there's a there's not a super notable bass line in the chorus, but I really enjoy yeah. it. It's it's it I think it's noticeable to me because I've listened to the song so much over the years. Yeah. But yeah. Oh old it's, old,
0: it's, old Bobby boy. <laughs> Bob Crawford. He's
1: Bob. killing
2: it.
0: Uh I really like um I don't know about really like, but I enjoy I Wish I Was. It it feels I, I like the sentiment of it. The delivery is pretty comical I don't know it just feels like a funny song to me mm-hmm. just cause it's kinda weird uh, like I wanna I wish I was a sweater wrapped up around you or I could watch you undress or something mm-hmm. um,
3: I wish I was a sweater wrapped around your hips and when it got too cold into me Slip. And when the sun came back, you would hang me up. and I would watch you while you undress.
0: It feels a lot like the song off of A.M. that I can't remember the name of where he talks about I want to be your lucky meter. Is that I want to be yours? Yeah. Is that the name of it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean. Uh, and so it, it always feels kind of like the same vibe to me where it's like, I appreciate what you're saying. How you're saying it is a pretty interesting decision. Uh, but that's the one that feels, it's the first one that feels the most like their old music mm-hmm. to me. Like No Hard Feelings is pretty close. Smithsonian has notes of stuff of their old stuff. But that's the first one where I'm like, okay, this could be off of like, three or four of their earlier albums for sure they show that Um,
1: they show that one being kind of created and worked out in the documentary and i really enjoyed that because it's one of my favorites off the album and they they show the recording like process and and, like entire recording session of no hard feelings but whenever Mm -hmm. they like whenever uh, seth starts singing it they just start playing the studio song which i enjoyed and they they like show people playing the instruments along with like the actual studio cut, which is interesting. But um,
0: bro, I think I said it wrong. I I fucking constantly get their names backwards. I earlier when I said that I like Seth's vocals more, I meant I like Scott's vocals more. Oh yeah, that's which it, I think you gave me a weird look. It goes uh, yeah, it,
1: it goes back and forth for me, honestly. Like uh, Scott, has, I pretty
0: much always prefer Scott's like kind of grittiness. I was gonna say Scott to has it. a
1: little bit of grit and like almost a little bit more of like a a wine to his voice
0: because uh, Seth, Seth yeah, has which a I bit. like, of, for whatever.
1: Yeah, Seth has a bit of a wine, but I, I think Seth's voice is a little smoother overall.
0: It is. It's definitely a, a smoother, higher range, like higher in the register. Mm. But I, I just like Scott's. Uh, I like his. I, I don't know. I like his grit more. Yeah. I, I just wanted to throw that out there before I was listening back while editing and went, "You fucking moron." <laughs> but it like uh, the
1: whole the whole documentary is kind of w- whenever you see them and they're making music, they're they're not happy about it, but they're like they they're making music, they're doing what they're what they're good at, and they're like whenever they come to Revelations and stuff, they light up, and it's it's interesting to see their process, and then at the end of recording, no hard feelings. Rick Rubin, who's produced their last few albums, uh, he like comes into the the um, the studio where they were playing their instruments, and he's like, "Oh man, like great job, guys. That was a that was like a killer one." And Seth stands up, and he's like, uh, "Like, oh yeah, thank you, man." And he like Seth like looks tired after singing the song, and he, I
0: believe it, man.
1: Yeah, like after after like like really meaning all those words that came out, and and he like get Rick gives him a hug. And Rick kind of looks at him, and he's like, "You got, you guys need a couple of minutes." And Seth's like, "Yeah, I, th- I think we need a break after that one." And then he he kind of walks <laughs> over to Scott and like talks to him a little bit, and Scott's like, "Congratulate," he he just said congratulations after that song, and like they they look like aggravated, and. Mm -hmm. And and Rick comes back in and he's like, and Seth's like, I think we're going to need a bit more of a break. (laughs) And then they, (laughs) that's, they go outside and they talk about like, that's the first time you really see them conflicted about like pretty much everything that's brought them to that point. Like Scott is talking about uh, how it feels so strange to be congratulated off of something that took so much sacrifice and and living to make. And yeah. mm -hmm. Like the the things that they produce how it um how it's how it's ultimately to like to pay for their their living. Like it it's their job, but it's it's strange to co- contrast making money with producing art and it's it's just something that right. that you see him struggling through like sitting there thinking You're, about yeah, it.
0: Yeah. Like economically commodifying life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's for it, sure. it,
1: it's it's visibly it it looks visibly hard for him to reckon with the fact that they're like, yeah, that they're, they're like you said, making yeah. money off, of the it, but. Um, but it's just the the whole documentary is just fantastic.
0: I gotta check it out. I really do. Mm-hmm.
1: I would I would uh, happily yeah. give anyone my HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: well,
3: I mean HBO.
0: Uh, he means. Have them come over to his house and watch off of his personal <laughs> off, of, off of my <laughs> subscription. He's not sharing his subscription or anything. <laughs> I would never. Uh, A Fisher Road to Hollywood also is another one. It feels very early. Avett Brothers, like those two feel the most early Avett Brothers to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Victims of Life. I, I also have always enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it, it it's we're never all victims a... of life, bro. True. Makes you think. Makes you think. Bug. <laughs> Let's go. Victims of psychos. I've always just really liked that rhythm. You're
3: already dead. Victims of psychos. Victims of life. Victims of wrong. Victims of right. Victims of winning. Calls.
1: You got your victims of it it almost has um ain't no man energy to it with the, the mm-hmm. sparse instrumentation and just the strong bass line and like the yeah the kind ain't of no
0: man energy applied to my... purely acoustic instruments. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I think I, I like Victim definitely... of Life a little bit more than mm-hmm. Fisher Road to Hollywood. Just because your... Fisher Fisher to Hollywood, they do have just like have like the drawn out like sentences a little bit yeah
0: it's the same thing where it's just like an acoustic yeah emotional ballad not necessarily yeah I could definitely I, I I but I do like the contrast between victims of life I like how quickly it picks back up yeah um yeah I mean and then it's got the like like that kind of classical it sounds like a Spanish kind of guitar I don't know for sure or it's just like the strings and how they mic'd it up Mm -hmm. but i like the little like solo breakdown interlude thing Mm -hmm. in there um and and then i really like uh because I think it's Scott singing most of it and then Seth has a verse on it and I really like Seth's verse that's one of the cases where I like his voice kind of complemented into uh, and his delivery is really good he does the same thing where he like draws out the end of his words and then it goes into the chorus and I always uh, I really like that transition right there
3: shovel has got two arms they're digging a trend On one thing they've gone too far now're too close to leave
0: uh, I sold I sold Scott a shovel. mine's got two arms. they're digging a ditch. They're digging a ditch right for my heart. They can't agree except on one thing. they've gone too far now. they're too close to leave. And then it's like the victims of psychos. I like I like those words and the feeling and delivery of that. <laughs> I like uh, Like words. personifying.
2: I like your the struggles
0: words. as a shovel digging a ditch. Uh
2: huh. I think it's pretty magic clever. Man. Uh,
0: <laughs> you say some. F- I like your funny words, magic man.
2: I like your funny words, magic man.
0: I say that way too often for people because they just don't like some. some that, that reference is hit or miss. There's some I more like obvious references, ways. but that one's always been one of the ones that I think is
2: hilarious. Isn't it from uh, like that high school show or whatever? High school show? Like the the JFK where it's like, I like your funny words, Magic Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't is know. It, isn't that what you're referencing? I thought it was from Talladega Nights.
0: Yeah, I know it from Talladega Nights.
1: Um... It also is in that that uh, high school show.
0: What is the high school show?
2: The the Clone one where high? it's like, uh, yeah, I yeah, Clone High. Was. The 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 memes with JFK whenever like, as like a high schooler, it was like, it's like it's like the oh, here they go again. It's like that that voice that was on TikTok like forever, dude. We sent I know we sent memes about dude, it. Dude,
0: I have never seen an episode of this.
2: No, I, I haven't either. But I, I knew
0: what the, the show is it looks like Total Drama Island. No, yeah, it does. It does. These are for sure the same
2: animators. There's no way it's not.
0: But I, sure. no, I never saw this. I don't know what this is,
2: dude. I, I know you heard the audio. There, you had to have seen at least a little bit of something on TikTok about it.
0: Maybe, but I, I don't. I don't. It. I don't think so. Maybe. I like your but funny words. Based on these net. Google images, I'm looking at it. I don't recognize any of this
2: look up and see look up and see um if it's um what's it called see if it's from whatever the well, whatever the uh i don't know i called? i, oh I can gosh. look later but okay, okay yeah yeah sorry uh, sorry uh
0: and then wrapping up yeah we talked about it i love divorce separation blues uh specifically the bridge and the outro um yes. i like i've always liked the old old country sad western vibe and then the like Sad yodeling, I uh-huh. like that. I've always liked that a lot. um and then may at last it feels very much like a waltz. I think it it is a three bar waltz
2: uh-huh.
0: by definition or a three beat waltz uh, but it's never really stood out to me as like a like it's not playlist yeah. like i don't I don't skip it, but I've never found anything that I'm like, oh, I love this.
1: I like that mm-hmm. I like that it's not playlist
0: i got that from a from a youtube channel i can't remember their name which is unfortunate uh but they basically Sorry,
1: we
2: stole it <laughs> it's
0: they ours. kind of uh they just the audience suggests a song and then they either blindly react to it or they're they listen to it and they're like oh we've heard this and then but they still like listen to the whole thing and then like rate it uh mm-hmm. And then one of the guys, that's his thing. He's like, yo, this is playlist. And I'm like, ah, that. that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Yo, like, I playlist. enjoy it, but I'm not adding it to like, the rotation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I do that love... kind of, that sums up my uh, my notes.
1: Yeah, I yeah. love the, the string sections in May It Last. May It Last Through the Night. But the other sections of the song, where I, there's like a lot of vocals layered on top of each other, I I don't love those a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Fisher Road is an actual road in Concord, North Carolina, where they grew up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I looked it up.
0: I was I never looked it up, but I kind of I kind of assumed that. Mm-hmm. I was just curious i still remember
1: the <laughs> i want to go excuse me had a burp i still um i still remember seeing someone play i wish i was at chords and coffee here at state which is like a oh yeah intimate little karaoke thing
3: mm-hmm.
0: i don't remember that which is weird because i know that song pretty well
1: yeah i love the intro melody to the song and i wasn't listening i was just doing homework and i heard her start playing the opening notes and I literally like whipped my head up. I was like, what? I love this song. <laughs> I, okay, maybe it was
0: a different one. Because I only think I ever went to one or two. And I don't think I remember going to one with you while you were doing homework. So maybe I, it was a different one.
1: I think I was reality. doing the logic proof lab for discrete math. Sitting at a table in in the student union. Just dragging, dragging blocks in flow charts. Trying to work out a proof.
0: Wasting time. Wasting fucking time.
1: (laughs) It was terrible. But that that pretty much sums up mine too.
0: Okay. Jordan, you got any final thoughts before we rate it? I was going to say, damn, we're really going long, but we kind of had our our fuck around section at the start of this one. (laughs) That's normally in the middle. Mm -hmm. Spitting silly. Silly spitting that's a that's a face jam reference okay pause so we disaster has been averted Uh, audience I know there's a weird jump but uh, at least the episode's still coming out Um, (laughs) so Jordan did you have any 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 final thoughts before we throw down our rating me too that's always been my like top two or three for this album for sure uh, depending on the mood i'm in um okay so then nick you can start Then jordan and then i'll go and announce next week's episode album wow um i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: give her i'm gonna give it an eight based off the the sheer like the sheer quality of the highs on this album like no hard feelings i wish i was smithsonian Divorce, separation, blues, true sadness—like all those songs are, like just, just cream of the crop, just, just fantastic. But they, the, the album would get like even higher if it didn't have songs I didn't like as much on it. But, but the highs are just so incredibly high. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock with an eight.
0: So this part of Jordan's audio got lost uh, in the kerfuffle. Um, but he gave it a five. Okay, nice five. I'm gonna give it a six and a half because I like the highs for me again are very high, and I try to separate it. You know, if I know a lot of an artist, I try to separate it, but maybe still subconsciously, I, they have other albums that I absolutely adore, and this one for me, honestly, I really only. I save albums at a time, but most of the time. But if I were to save individual songs on this, I would only save like half of them. But I like them a lot. So that's why it's not like a five for me.
2: Mm.
0: You know, I, but I, because I, it has some of my favorite songs on. It. I mean, No Hard Feelings. That one is just it always, just phenomenal. kills me. I love that one. Um, but yeah. So I, I think, I think, a, I think a six and a half is. Is my not rose-colored glasses uh, <laughs> rating?
1: I think mine is like slightly rose-colored.
0: No, well, you got the documentary in there too. True, that
1: do, that gives me some sentimental value. I got you. Um,
0: what well, that brings the average rating to a six and a half, uh, which places it at tied for twenty-eight asterisk because the formula nice. still doesn't do what I want it to do, but <laughs> um it's tied with the likes of sound and fury women in music part three uh and actually twenty two a million
1: oh, okay I thought they so were all kind of be Nick picks
2: <laughs>
0: two of them you got half you got it's a Nick Nick no no Nick Nick three jamie Nick yeah. yeah so three fourths i for some reason my brain like messed up and I was like craig's one of them what and then I realized that was number twenty seven not twenty eight um so you know, in in the like upper part of the lower half, <laughs>
2: in the upper part of the lower
1: half. S- silver lines,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, like between the between the uh, yeah never we, mind. we don't pick um, albums
1: to try and get them
0: number one exactly
1: on the overall list you know
0: exactly, Uh so yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. I definitely at least for me personally other albums of the I think it's a good starting point for people like I think this is a pretty good entry album because it's got some old some new uh, but it's not like some of their early ones I think are absolute fucking masterpieces of albums mm-hmm. um, I didn't know Mignonette was like
1: 70 minutes long
0: yeah well it's got a couple songs that are like 6 or 7 minutes mm-hmm. Uh, it's some great ones on there Some great ones, Uh, but I think I think emotionalism is one of the best albums. Like it's one of my favorite albums ever. Mm -hmm. I I fucking that album is incredible. It's a titan of an album. Titan, Uh,
2: crazy dude, crazy. I
0: strongly recommend it. If 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 you listen to this album and you kinda like them, check that out. And I and Love and You, also a great one. Mm-hmm. Both of those albums, no skips for me.
2: Agreed. No. Scomps. No skips. All
0: saves. All playlists. Um. But next week, we are going to be doing some new music, actually. Uh Ooh. I thought I was gonna do a very different genre and album. I like up until we're supposed so we're recording this on Thursday, so maybe if the energy's off, that's why. Uh but up until like literally I had my pick until Monday morning and then I switched to this album. I was going to do a different one. We'll do that later. But we are going to be doing another female vocal led mm-hmm. band. Uh we're going to be doing obviously by Lake Street Dive. Ooh. What? Jordan, I actually think that you will like some of this album. I'm glad you, based on your enjoyment of some stuff off of Women in Music Part Three, I think you're gonna. I think I'd you're say gonna so. Dig some stuff on this one. Um, what a phenomenal band! Yes. So that's yeah, an underappreciated 20, band. Yes, for sure.
2: Man. Is it all? Oh, all... wait. It looks like there's women and men in this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, female vocalist. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad.
0: Yeah, they actually they added a new guy between their last album and this album. Yeah, I think he and I really piano. like his, I really like his vocal addition. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, yeah, this is a band. It's a band that I just feel like doesn't get the recognition. Like I like their version of Faith more than George Michael's version of Faith, yeah. which I love, but their version better, IMO. Because I got it. Oh, yeah, I Michael. just I love. We can talk about it more, but I just, I love Rachel Price's voice. Um, And then as far as like what I've been listening to this week, uh, kind of as a lightning round, I've been listening to this. I've been listening, I've been going back and just listening to all of Alt-J's albums more. Uh, I still think An Awesome Wave is my favorite by them. And I also, it's one of those ones that like, uh, if we could go back and rate things, I rated it an eight and a half. I would give it higher than an eight and a half now. I know, like, I know. That album is so... like The more I listen to all of their music and get more into their music, the more I like that album. Black or um, green?
2: Hmm? Black or green olives. You said all of their music? Bitch. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Neither. Uh, olives are I mean,
0: all, all this is yours or whatever that album's name. It's pretty good and relax is pretty good. I really like the uh, In Cold Blood with Pusha off of Reduxer. Mm. um but an awesome way we it's know. just so fucking good uh and then i've been listening to this album obviously a lot <laughs> um and i've been trying to li- just listen to more like i got into i i noticed i was getting into a rut so uh, i checked out the new brock hampton album it's pretty good um slopped captain just kind of been be trying to check out either artists or bands that i haven't like that I've heard their names of constantly and not actually listen to them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like I like not remember 4? off the top of my head. No. Oh, like little TJ?
0: No. These
1: are, are. Like little Baby? These are, these are people no. whose names I only hear from you, Jordan.
0: <laughs>
1: Again, that's because uh, you
2: guys just aren't in the community.
0: But yeah, so that's that's what I've been listening to. Uh why don't you all go next?
2: You have anything new, uh, Jordan? I've been listening to a song called Headshot, well, actually, is a little bit old, but it came out, like, March 20th-ish. But I refounded I re- it after a month coming out. Um, it's actually by Fabio Foran, Polo G, and Lil TJ. Two out of three people I just uh, mentioned. Um, I can still listen to Bipolar by Jack Boy. It's such a good song. Um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Axel music, which is a producer uh-huh. It goes axel, 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 Axel at the beginning, and his beats are just amazing. Like I just love, I can listen to almost any artist on a beat of his, which is like weird and new for me because usually it's mm-hmm. the artists that carry the songs, not the producers. But I just love, yeah, love his producing so much. Or it's not. It's, I it's guess like not. How I feel with but... a lot
0: of like uh, Kanye from a producer standpoint. Uh huh. I I love his beats. that whether he uses them or if like. You know, Jay hops on him or someone else. I, yeah. I he just makes really good beats. Yeah, so I get that for sure.
2: And then a little sleepy hollow chef G action. I've been trying to get into them because there's a couple songs that weren't on the album that I listened to, but that sound pretty decent. I think. Gotcha. Again, don't love them, but I I like them. And I want, I want to listen to them a little bit more. So yeah. Gotcha. That's what's going on. In Chicago, freestyle these? by Givian. Oh. Sorry, that was the okay. last one. Oh, I gotcha. Got to get it in there.
1: I I kind of rediscovered, not rediscovered, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, Band of Horses. I listened to two of their albums this week because I'd kind of forgotten about them. I listened to some of their stuff in high school. But um, I to their be-de-o, 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 be-de-o,
3: be-de-o,
1: be-de-o, <laughs> I didn't listen to that album. I listened to Infinite be-de-o, Arms be-de-o, and their newest be-de-o. album, Why Are You Okay? Um listened to John Prine's uh, last Studio Release has an awesome song okay. on it called called Summer's End, but that whole album's mm-hmm. good. The last song on that album is is like really funny and wholesome and the verses I think don't even have any instruments. He just kind of talks rhythmically through them and then they like bust out into like a country jam in the chorus. It's just so wholesome. And it it, it makes it it makes it sad reflecting on it, but it's good because for for the listener and also Jordan or Jamie might not know he he passed away from COVID last year, but um. Uh, the new Black Key single is very good. Um, it is good.
0: What's it called? Crawling I should have said State. that. It's great. Yeah, crawling king State. Mm-hmm. Dude, that that blues. Oh man, Delta Cream. As soon as I saw the words delta blues cover album and black keys together i was like oh let's go <laughs> you as soon as i texted you you're like yo album of the summer yeah. but like while i was my yeah, first was. listen to Crawlin king snake mm-hmm. i saw that the the special edition purple vinyl was available for pre-order i bought it immediately <laughs> i was like i'm not missing this like I gotta. know it's gonna be. Fucking I got an
1: email from Spotify saying I could buy like some special edition pink vinyl because I was like, I was like a, like a big fan of theirs according to Spotify or something. Right. And then yeah, I there's it. a
0: Spotify exclusive, and then there's a Purple Haze exclusive, which is just a like the Dreamsicle, kinda. The of uh of reunions and then there's like a regular black LP. Yeah, and I, I got the purple one. The, the, I didn't see the pink one. I,
1: I, I clicked on the link to the pink one, and the email was probably like an hour too old, and they were already all sold out. And I was like, "Oh dang, okay." I got
0: that purple one though. Yeah, I bought. The I'm purple hyped one about too. that. The so. cover looks so fucking sick. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm hyped. But um, the, the cover exudes cool. Yeah.
1: That um, I listened to the new Brockhampton this week. A guy named Parker mm-hmm. Millsap. I haven't yeah. like listened to much of his old stuff, but his new album is like really good psychedelic country stuff. Little experimentation going on, and I got a new I got a new vinyl in this week by Faye Webster oh. that's like um, blue and white splattered. It's uh, it's not her debut, but it's her self titled. It's like her second album, mm-hmm. but it's like elements of okay. chill R and B, like with some country twang stuff thrown in there. You don't think it would fit together, and I just. I don't know. I love it, man. It's good stuff.
0: I feel like is a pretty easy one to fuse together, more so than people think, because they don't realize it. But it's along a lot of the same, uh, like, um, structural influences that blues has. And blues is, like, the most easily, like, fusible genres. So I think... Mm-hmm. It, like country mixed with things makes sense to me yeah. because of, I kind of have that knowledge, but I could see how it'd be like a, a forbidden pairing that works to a lot of like people.
1: Yep. I got you. Mm-hmm. I agree, but that yeah. that's it.
0: All right. Well, then with that, we can wrap up this week's episode. Uh, you know, we just wanted to say thanks again for listening this week, and remember to tune in next week where we're going to be taking a look at "Obviously" by Lake Street Dive. Uh, you know, be sure to listen to it once, twice, more should you so choose. Uh, Then you can have your own thoughts and mentally join in the discussion with us. Um, If you want to, you can also join in the physical discussion with us by throwing a comment our way on uh, YouTube, or you could also tweet them at us. We're on Twitter at at ListUpPodcast and that account, as well as Our personal handles are going to be in the description of wherever you found this episode. Uh, You know, we ask that if you enjoyed this episode, maybe throw a rating or a review our way. If you're on YouTube, a subscription should you so choose. No coercion. It's purely voluntary. Uh, But yeah, for now, we'll catch you next week and remember to listen up. (laughs)